wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Once again, for the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast, hello everyone, happy whatever day you're watching this edition of the program or listening to us across whatever favorite platform of yours. I'm your host, Matt Ryan, and I'm joined, as always, by two of my favorite people. You know them, you love them. It's big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond. Well, you love them depending on who you are this week in the A7FL, because... You hate us today. People always hate me, and I, I, I take it, I take it, I take it with a grain of salt because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fairly nice, I'm a nice guy, um, but also I'm the announcer. Like I, I, I'm gonna piss people off some way or another. Like it's just a part of the game. But uh, we are presented by Skillshare. You can get a free 30-day trial if you click the link in the description, or if you click the link there. And also now we're on DAZN. Shout out to our friends on DAZN. You see the graphic right there. It says that we're on DAZN. So you can watch us internationally alongside the A7FL coverage. And guys, we might as well talk about week one because that's why we are here. It's the reason for the season. And let's take a look at the final scores from last week. The BIC defeated the Renegades 27-20. to The U put a whooping on the Snow Tribe 41-12. to In our third game of the week, the Force really showed us something. And the pit bosses and their new quarterback, Kwame Southall, put in a solid effort. We're only able to put up 12 points, losing 52-12. to The Hunters start off the season 1-0, 34-19, win over the gold. And what could be considered the game of the week, the Insomniacs beat the Sickwitted in the franchise's first not only win in of the season, but their first win in franchise history, defeating the expansion franchise 42-39. to We'll have highlights and B-roll of that for you during the show today. 58 to 34, the Kryptonite defeated the over the top. The Watchmen asserting themselves, gentlemen, against the DC Buzz, two teams that were in our top 10 last week. Will they be in the top 10 this week? We'll find out in just a few moments. And then we go to Ohio. The Covington Heist defeated the QC Crush 33 to 12. And the Sin City Chaos, they told us, guys, they told us they were coming, and they showed up in force. As you can see here, the score 50 to 6 
taking on the Volcanoes, the Olatangi Volcanoes, playing in their first A7FL game, and rounding us out, the Silk City Animals and the Boston Omegas. Your final score in that one, 52-6. Corey, how does it feel to be an Omega before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about this week? Well, this season, it was it was really close to being just announcer Corey Hammond, right? Right, yeah. guys? I mean... Obviously, uh, if you if you watch the uh, Facebook lives, shout out to uh, Corey Price having an issue with me making a personal decision. Um, you know, I was on the Schnell Tribe, everybody knows, and then I was cut, and then I was on OTT, but I wasn't, and then I was on Pitfall, and then I wasn't, <laughs> which was all a joke. But in reality, then I was on the Renegades because I had a familiarity with those guys. Uh, CP3 is a personal friend of mine. We were trying to see if we could try to make this work. But as uh, it got closer and closer to, you know, realizing game day, not that really anybody cares the actual truth, but since people are constantly talking about it, I'm just filling everybody in. <laughs> um, you know, I thought about the situation with the Renegades, and I think that I was right. You saw CP3. He's the leader of that squad. Having a guy that uh, that team is familiar with and, you know, the whispers that could have come with, you know, having a backup quarterback like that. I don't even know if that would have been great for the, the Renegades. Now, talking with uh, Rill, who runs the team, Gerard Haynes, Dondre Haynes and all those guys, obviously there was interest in having me there. But anybody who knows me knows that when the Boston Omegas put their faith in me and said, hey, we, you know, we, we like your game. We really want you to be the quarterback. You know what I had to do. I had to go over. I had to get my Boston hat that I already own because I'm a Boston sports fan. I had to show up for my guys, meet them during the Snow Tribe game, which I wasn't able to uh, see or watch or call. So that was, uh, you know, that I, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about that game. Um, you know, a lot you of sure? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, everybody, everybody that that is in our, our uh, A7FL sphere. Rob has been really, uh, you know, happy with the way that you guys handled that entire game, especially the, you know, your personal friends and all those <laughs> people that are close to you. So it would be interesting to, I guess, for you kind of lighten me, because like I said, I was meeting my guys for the first time. Shout out to Xavier, the guy, number one goose who probably had uh, nah, the best goose, game. Goose putting in work. Yeah, goose also, putting in work. Uh, also scored the first ever Boston touchdown for us. Thank, thank you, Huff, by the way. Well, one of his only mistakes on the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, tough, tough game, a hard fought game, but proud to be a member of the Omegas and, uh, who do we have week, uh, week two? I don't know if I'm, I, I, think, I'm we'll, I think we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, get well, there we'll we give get you, there. we'll give you the updates on that a little bit later on in the broadcast. I, I'm looking at it now and you already know it's going to be interesting. So <laughs> instead of doing what. We did last week with the top 10 start from 10 and go all the way up to number one. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and, we're gonna... and usually usually the top stays, you know, the same. So we could just, you know, everybody. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Won, so, you know, we'll just run through the uninteresting stuff and we'll get right to the, the spot where nobody knows who's in or out. Well, let's let's talk about do we want to talk about the people on the outside looking in? Do we want to do we want to rip that no, let's, mandate off? Let's. let's... Let's wait to because if we tell them who's the outside looking in, then they, they and already they kind know. Of fill in that's, the true. Yeah, fill in. that's true. So, that's true. That's true. Let let's let them down all the way, and then mention them as kind of like a backdoor, like, "Hey, good job, buddies," but uh, maybe and, not. And maybe, let's maybe give everybody some... will be happy with this one. I think everybody's gonna love this one, even Ryan the Ball. 
I think you love lying to yourself. I think you wake up to lie to yourself. And I then think Rob, here, it's called, it's called, it's called, it's called, it's the only thing white people can season. It's sarcasm. So here we go. <laughs> oh, there's the episode title. Um, it is. Oh my God. It Corey's is. back. <laughs> where, did, where did I go? I, I mean, I, I had to go, I had to leave the booth this <laughs> with the guys I never met before. Um, and, and, I had a terrible game, personally. I'll take all the uh, swords and oh, arrows. Yeah, listen, listen, we're going to cook you later. Let's, let's <laughs> oh, good. But, but I will say, just later. before we get into the top ten, I mean, my 80 yards, which was a terrible day, um, with only nine guys, actually uh, equated the uh, passing output of uh, another certain team that had 40. 31 more guys than we did. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how we uh, progress uh, as a team up well, here in Boston. Up here guess- in Boston and Boston. In Boston. Let's give some context to our top ten because week over week. No. Fuck them. <laughs> give it to them. They're, they want it anyway. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think context was important anymore. Yeah, thought, give it to fuck, them. fuck the context, right? Yeah, Look, I, I'm not. I'm, there are people who Rob are watching this Paul. show for the first time, and right, we want to give them fair. the opportunity. Shout out to the new people from DAZN that are watching us for the first time. Right, right, it right. is like this every time. We're what? Four minutes in, off the rails. Grand opening, you, grand closing, you are, baby. You are, you are watching the right show. So, <laughs> Matt, take us away and, and bring us back onto the rails. Unless, you know, we could just stay off the rails and just uh, keep it with then. I've lost lost control. All right. The camera's on me now. So, so, so. All right. <laughs> Cutting back to me now. Um, <clears throat> we started a top 10 list late last year with a preseason top 10. Right. And it was our initial thoughts on who we thought were going to be the 10 best teams heading into the 2023 season. A lot of people got mad at that list. So we decided, why not do it again? With the same context, what are the 10 teams after seeing the fall, after seeing these rosters shape out for the most part? Why not have that? And it's also going to be a part of the show week over week. We're not going to dedicate whole episodes to it starting next week, but this is the opening week, and we're heading into some of the biggest matchups of the season, some of the most determinate matchups of the season. So this this top 10 list is based on who won, who lost, who they beat, who they lost to, how they performed, and the overall style of play, and their potential of winning the championship. That, to me, is the the heart and crux of it, and I, I think you guys would agree. 100%. I just want to get it shaken. All right, so let's, uh, yeah, all right, yeah, so let's yeah. get to the part where we piss everybody off, and I got to... I gotta, See, Matt wanted to warm everybody up first for a little <laughs> bit of life. You know, he's, net- he's, he's Netflix and chilling. He's already got- he's got the movie. He's not even scrolling. He's like he's set up. He's got the popcorn and microwave. It's like, nah, man, we already know what we came here for. Let's, let's do it. All right, let's, let's rip the band-aid off. Here are the top three teams in the A7FL heading into week two. Rob, you thought some people were mad at you uh earlier today? Oh, they're going to be pissed right now. Number three, the Patterson U. Number two, the BIC. And number one, the Baltimore Watchmen. 
damn. <laughs> now, the way, the, the way Matt did it, though, he was like, let's make the you guys happy that they bumped up real quick. <laughs> Number up. three, the you. And then there was a couple people that were like around watching like, yeah, yeah. We're the we're number yeah. three. We went yeah. up the spot. Number sense. two, BIC. Number one, the Watchman. Rob, your thought. What? <laughs> <laughs> so let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's start at one. Rob, the Watchman. Put it up. Put the put the plan that was on paper that seemed really nice, really cool. And they faced the team in the DC Buzz that we respected by putting at number seven in our top right. ten. Right. How how'd that go? Honestly, we know how it'd go. 34 to 7. And the Watchmen did exactly what they said they were going to do. They, they hashtag watch this. They went out there and they kind of demolished the buzz, which again, to everybody, well, to me anyway, was definitely a surprise. I thought the buzz were going to play a much tougher game. Um, they were ranked number seven, which is, which if you use your brain, it would explain why the number two team beating the number seven team handedly is more impressive than the former number one team. We'll get to BIC. You know no, let a, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Struggling with an unranked team. Um, right. And honestly, I think people are underestimating the Watchmen a great deal. Really? And this is not even a slight, like, I want to talk about the teams that we're talking about, right? The Watchmen looked a lot better on on paper they look good but on the field these guys look good they they look like they've been around each other for a while i've seen a lot of players and plays that made me think these guys have been playing together for a hot minute i don't think they're as easy as a team as i think the league was looking at them and we placed them at number two last week for a reason and getting this win this week the way they did it like there's no question about how they won first quarter was uh i think it was they were up zero, just eight. Zero. Zero, zero, uh, zero. Zero, zero, most of the first quarter, yeah. And it's because they started Lanny Manziel. They said they would do that, and they did it, just to spite the buzz, and they definitely did it, which to me is more of a spit in the face that they started late, which means if they started who they were supposed to start on time, we're not looking at a 34-7. to seven. We're looking at a 40-plus point route of the DC buzz. So and it's interesting – no, to me, that was the most that's probably one of the more impressive wins of the day. It was a it was a interdivision win. It was a huge win, and they got to see the buzz one more time. Hopefully the buzz can get it together. But right now, that's the clear cut number one. But it's after week one, guys. Relax. <laughs> no, don't relax. Be mad. It's fine. That's what the show and that's what this top 10 is for, I think, specifically. Sure. And we'll talk. I think we'll talk later about even some of the things that motivate us to, to even say some of the things that we say this early in the season, where when as we the three of us were talking, we all disagreed on what our top 10 was, yeah. came up with a consensus and it just put it into better perspective. The, uh, you know, the president of the league, Ryan DePaul, was telling us like that we were crazy and all of these were wrong. And the things that he said were even crazier than what we were about to say. We're yeah, not going to. No, none you know, of us agree on the spot. We, and, yeah, and we did. Receive tape from A7FL President Ryan DePaul. We will have a very special three-on-one editorial at the end of the broadcast. We will respond to it, but that will come at the end of the show. But so that that was just an early tease. But it's it's interesting the way that you phrased something. What you were talking about, Rob, which just to kind of put a cap on the number one team. 
you said the guys that should have started talking about who the quarterback was. And what we saw is we saw Lenny first, and then we saw the mix of OG Buck and John Gauze. And, and against the buzz, when they were blowing them out and everybody was feeling comfortable, and you know, Rob, better than anybody, when the, the score gets 30-something to something, you know, defensive players, they got to go to work tomorrow. Some of the things are open up a little easier than they normally would in the first quarter when it's competitive. So, you know, I'm going to be interested to see as we talk about what's what's in front of the the watchmen moving forward and, and how they approach that. Because when you say that, Rob, to me, who should start? Which what did you mean, especially at the quarterback position? Because they, they got to probably figure out who's their main guy starting okay. like i don't know See, when this I get, pod drops i i get the narrative that you're going with but who should start means not lenny okay it, and that's I, fair enough I, we yeah after say. yeah after that it doesn't matter if it's ace or it doesn't matter if it's um who who's the other quarterback og buck it doesn't matter if it's ace or buck honestly because they can both get the job done. And I honestly think if these guys are, if their egos are tucked in their pocket and these guys understand their strengths versus their weaknesses, they can give teams a big problem interchanging the two back and forth, back and forth, where people will feel like, I know it's unconventional and people are like, oh my God, you need one guy. To do. But sometimes, bro, I, sometimes. Wait, 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 wait. Who right, was bro? the person in our first no. episode? Who preached a two-quarter back? You did. did. You preach or you did you did. ask? And then you, we just didn't did. like it. But now it's starting to turn into what every team's it's, trying to do. I, I, it's look, not, that's not what every team's trying to do. Someone over the weekend said to my good friend Robert Fabian that they thought your boy <laughs> Matthew Robert Ryan, the voice Wait, of this league, Robert? yeah. You're definitely a simulation. <laughs> He's not real, guys. He's not real. He's not real. We He's we hug. He's AI. AI. But yes, uh, someone who we will not say, who we know very well, who's been a guest on this podcast, <laughs> thought was a guest on this podcast had a conversation with me on camera. Believed that I was a simulation, that I was an artificial intelligence, that I did not exist as an actual person who eats sandwiches and walks their dog. Yeah, they so, didn't believe it. So that since... was also part of the simulation. With, with the sandwiches <laughs> and the dog were part of the simulation. I mean, it was the whole thing. <laughs> the person we were talking about thought that the three-on-one podcast was me and Rob talking to a AI generating a seven FL chat GPT AI. I get it. Uh, type in, type in right now. A seven FL football host with wrestlers background that enjoys thick boy season and tons of references. Parentheses pause <laughs> uh, and parentheses and tons of references uh, pre uh, Gen Z being aware of them. Go boom. There he is in the middle. Hi. But but I believe I will be now referred Hi, to since I, Matt Ryan. since I am AI, uh, I I would like to be known as Matt the Answer Ryan uh, going like forward. It. <laughs> um, That's it. I, I, I everybody will... in the A7 needs a nickname, and if guys can go as Lit Nuke, <laughs> Matt Ryan can oh go by goodness. AI the Answer. But so but but go to ahead, bring Gordon. it back to the top ten. 
No, that's what yeah. Matt was doing before you said butt. <laughs> well, go ahead, Matt. Because <laughs> Matt was going to say something. Bring it yeah. back to the top ten because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we, we don't. What you're saying is is not Lenny, right? But guess what? Moving forward for the Watchmen, they better figure out the chem- the chemistry or the formula, whether it's the two of them, whether it's one or the other, because the number two team is the number one team's opponent in week two. And if BIC is pissed off that they're number two, then guess what? They only have a couple of minutes that they have to deal with it because they have an opportunity facing the Watchmen in the games of the week this weekend, maybe one of the best games that we see in the regular season, guys, potentially, right, based on what we're talking about? The two games, there are two games this weekend that could conceivably be the Eastern semifinal and the Western semifinal. And, and that's Sickwit and Force, and that's the BIC and the Watchmen. Like, we we may see, and, and I've got a prediction of who's going to come out of Ohio. I think we have the answer already. It's week one, but I think we have the answer. Right. We kind of have an assumption about Florida. We'll address that later in the top ten. But this BIC Watchmen game, and and let's not talk not forget about you and Buzz, because that will be an important matchup, too, that yeah, some people not, believe. Yeah, we're not forgetting that. Yeah, yeah, some people that believe that's our first game of the day, by the way, this Sunday at 1 p.m. on DAZN and A7FL.TV. The U and Carlos Croslin will go on to, up against Mark Diggs, Michael Makin, and the DC Buzz. But this BIC Watchman game is what is a playoff game. Because it's a battle for number one. Yeah, but either it, it, just of these... like just like in early last season when the U took on BIC and it was a really close game and then still the U made it back to the championship. It is a a a a test. It is an actual battle that both of these teams want to be able to come out on top. I don't think it's a playoff game guys cuz both of these teams are likely going to make the playoffs. It, but it matters what it is going to have a playoff mat, it's going to plat well does it it does I mean, because if one of these teams play, because one of these teams will more than likely games? More than these Are teams? they going to play home games in the, in in Baltimore? Yeah, if the bro, bro Baltimore. Look, hold on, hear me out. Baltimore has been to New Jersey so much; it, that's a home game. They don't care about that travel for Baltimore is a joke. That's, that's what I'm saying. So the yeah, seating, the seating's not anything. The this seating does matter, bro. This the seating matters, bro. You know the seat. Bi, you think you're you're saying that you think Bic wants a loss? You think the B, you be honest with yourself right now? Do you think Bic wants a loss? Do you really think so? They haven't lost in a year. Do you think they want a loss right now? I don't think. Listen, and no team goes into a weekend wanting a loss. But then this team that know that the they can B- lose. I'm saying, I'm saying, if BIC loses, is that the end of their season? It's not the end it's of their season. Game. But if you see the Renegades coming on strong, you see the Patterson U start figuring out Carlos Croslin as their number one option, unless Kareen Moon comes back. We saw what the U could do against teams at that level. We don't know what the animals are going to be. One loss in a seven-week season that's, that's is, dev- is devastating to your playoff hopes when you have the toughest road to the championship of any possible team. So, so if the Watchmen lose to the presumptive favorite in BIC in a close game, or, for instance, sick when it loses to the Insomniacs in, in one of the favorites in Vegas, that that's that big of a setback? I think that early on in the season, both of these teams are going to obviously want to win. And both of these teams, these teams are going to benefit from getting the, the confidence of beating the other top team. 
and and could send the other team on a spiral, which is obviously possible. But that, but what we I'm saw that with the U last year, though. We saw with and the what, U. What happened after they lost three games, and then they they re, lost four. They reset themselves. They lost they four. Re, they lost three games in the regular season, and then right. reset themselves in the playoffs. They so faced a rare breed team. They they faced a rare breed team that they, that they handled easily. That they shouldn't have faced, but go ahead. And then they lost by two points to BIC in the championship. We're not talking about the U imploding after even three losses. They still had the chance to put their season back on the reins because sometimes after a loss, guys, you could look at your your team and make adjustments to improve. Especially if you're the you're a team like the Watchmen, in which they're still learning what their team actually is. They haven't been. That's they what, know that their that's, team see, is that's, good. That's the narrative that I think we have to give up. They're not learning, these, bro. They're not learning each other. There's nothing to learn. These guys know each other. We learn. We're learning them. They know each other already. They know these they guys know each together. other. Yeah, but just like not- when you looked at just like when you looked at BIC with all of their new pieces against the Renegades, they're still putting some of the pieces together, which is why a what, team with as much talent as they have, and even the consistent that they have, let, in let's let's cut let's cut it right to the opinion. truth. Let's cut it right to the truth of what happened with BIC and why they dropped. BIC Sterry didn't get an opportunity to be Sterry and do what he does. The wind at Asbury was atrocious. That yeah. wind was undefeated. Every it was 20 that miles that was there, per hour. Was yeah, was- let's let's start there. So we're not so nobody thinks we're over here shitting on quarterbacks and saying everybody was terrible. No. The wind was bad. On on the contrary, before I realized how bad the wind was, I was like, damn, these dudes can't throw. And then you made a mention like, bro, look at the water. The water is rippling. And I'm looking at people's shirts dancing. And I'm like, oh, the wind is bad. This is very bad. So, okay. It's already bad for anybody who throws a ball. It's bad. Now start your game off with a shotty worthy, not giving your, oh, which sounds insane, not giving your offense the opportunity 12. to even touch the field. 12, 12. unanswered <laughs> points, with, points. N- with no with no time off the clock. Yeah. All right. So we, let's let's just start it with that because what it really is is Ashanti is not really giving these guys opportunity to get warm or Sterry to get used to the wind velocity and all that. Bro, you need more than two, three drives to really get it going. And it's not a stick on stick. And the one thing that Sterry, the Renegades it's did. It's, you have to... I'm sorry, Rob, but the one thing no, the right, Renegades right. did to, to facilitate your point, they ate up three um, quarters of the first quarter on one possession and only got six points out of it. Right. So I think right. that we're we're looking at a lot of different variables to this. And the BIC are still the undefeated reigning champions. Right. And and if- and that game that they played against the Renegades kind of reminded us, in at least it reminded me, of the Final Four matchup against the Gators, in which they won. the The game was pretty much in in hand most yeah. of the game. There there was a couple of moments where it felt like it was closer, but even when even the score, you know, the the no, Renegades the score wasn't, their, their, the score wasn't the same. At the all. Renegades the final score they they weren't. They weren't moving, in my opinion, just just fast enough with the amount of tempo that you would need to come back at two scores at that point. But let's let's not get it twisted. In in the face of that twenty miles an hour wind, I saw CP three throw three dimes, two to Khalil, yeah, no, Khalil CP3, Green, CP3 and that crazy. one to that one to Liberty when he stepped up in the pocket and threw it right to his face. That was that was pretty tight coverage, and Liberty See, got yeah. caught that but, in stride. So and I don't, we're not, mean, we're not really I don't mean to be a negative guy. And Rob, I'll I'll, I'll I'll let you get to your point. 
there are a lot of timing errors, and I don't know if it's because of CP3's injury. I don't know if it's still under trying to get in sync with your receivers, but he missed DeAndre Haynes on a go route. That one was into the wind. Yeah, that was with the the wind and the wind. There were a couple of times where he was throwing in again, you know, throwing into the, you know, throwing with the wind. And, and that's why yeah, but that, I don't want to also... be too harsh on the quarterbacks because yeah. once I once again we I mean in live coverage where you know it's a lot going on we're looking at exciting plays oh my goodness touchdown where's Ashanti where's Sterry we're looking for Sterry to do his run it's a lot going on but when we get a chance to analyze after the game and we're sitting here looking at these stats and looking at the I'm like wait a second these guys look like they did terrible but they were throwing against 20 mile per hour winds and throwing with it so even the light that light toss to DeAndre Haynes where I'm like, CP3, you got to make that throw. Bro, the wind sailed it over that man's fingers. He's 6'6". I've watched CP3 make harder throws than that. And that was third and 15. Right. And then he he missed. And the next play, he got the first down. So it doesn't really matter. Right. And then and then later on in the drive, he missed another third down pass. And we were like, oh, well, you know, you kind of want that one back. But guess what? Ran it in the next play. So, you know. But back to to BIC, right? Back, right. Back so, so we're talking about the Renegades. So, like I said, I think that 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 win, although ugly, it was pretty still well handed. So we could still say that BIC is either at the top or the top. Yeah, I, of the I teams think... in this league. We just honestly, for all of the talk saying how easy it was for them and how this is their league and how how they were going to run the table. Twenty seven twenty don't look good, bro. It don't look good. Well, how we respected not only who they brought back and how they would improve, but also the well, new, the new people. That we yeah, were, no. You know, I think I think that they stay they sit right there at number two, with maybe this little talking that the Watchmen are better than them right now, based on our top ten. Maybe the motivation to get them back on track, so then we could talk about them the way that and, we were talking about them all. And let's talk about our number four team. A team well, that, and then let's just no, no, no. Well, we U3. did. We talked about the U. We talked about the U really briefly, but so let's get to them uh, right now. Uh, Carlos Croslin coming in, former Gators quarterback, was behind John Gauze, uh, played a lot of downs last season uh, for the Gators, and he and Snag Sosa being the Baltimore additions to that team, amongst others. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous day in terms of leading that U offense. And at certain points, the offensive philosophy of the U has changed. We've known that they've had great running backs before, but now relying on hard body more, relying more on Willie Easterling, a.k.a. Willie Mayweather, Charles Irvin being on that squad, losing the ice cream truck, who's on the BIC now. Like, that's something that we didn't even have a chance to talk about. It wasn't, it, it, but it he wasn't. wasn't the same guy that we've seen the last few years, which is he, nah, he, against that Renegades that defense. Against that Renegades defense, any running back in this league, in my opinion, maybe outside of Courage and maybe RTC, that's a non-winning proposition if you're going to try to utilize the run game. And I think that Renegades U game is going to be a real interesting test for this U offense. But the um, U defense were on par with what we expected. I think they performed better than we expected. Pat Coburn had a great game. Pat Coburn... Uh, gave me a fair amount of shade going, four? You're putting <laughs> yeah, no, us been, four? No, nah, he's been saying that all week <laughs> since we did that. So now I'm expecting him to say three? Copy. All right. But um, <laughs> but with, with the U, with the U, there's, there's a 
there's something that was crossing my mind while I'm watching him play. I remember who the U was before Huff. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that Huff Huff changed everything that we thought we knew about the U. Daryl Luck, who was a staple in the older U teams, was playing Sunday, and it just reminded me of how much damage he could do, hard body, how much damage he could do. And then I'm looking at the roster, I'm like, bro, they have every good running back of the last, what, <laughs> seven, eight seasons on their team. They have Dion, they have Snags, they have Mayweather, they have Charles Irving, they have, and they have Luck, and I'm and they still have SJ and other guys. I'm like, bro, they have a bunch of running backs on their team. I've never seen that before. But from what I saw, even against that vicious win, Carlos Croslin looked poised, looks like he's been here before. Looks like they gave him the keys to a fancy car and he's not going to crash it. He did throw an interception, but again, that wind was disgusting. That's why I'm really not trying to harp on quarterbacks and how good or how bad they did. I just don't think it was, I don't think it's too fair to do that. But Carlos Carlos Crosland looked very okay on his debut. I think the running game of the U looked very good on their debut. And I am kind of excited to see what they got going. This game next week against the DC Buzz should answer a lot of questions. Well, I think with the U two, their their game, I think the first half, they 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 did what they needed to do in the first half. Let's let's be honest. They were up 12 nothing. But it it looked a lot closer in the first half between those because, two teams. Because it was. It didn't look, it really then, was. Then, and then once, once, and I and I talked to a couple of guys that were involved in this game. And then once the Dion return happened, the the, the, the momentum the just quit. started no, shifting. Started the snow trap well, That 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 is what happens when the momentum shifts too. And I, I wasn't going to say it. You said it, but I'll say it. Um, you know, it, it's not like you've you've made anybody that's you know either involved or close to the snow tribe upset at all have, this week. Yeah, not at all. Everybody's happy with me. But not my many thing of is, us is that have them friends. <laughs> I think with the U, they they also had to kind of figure out, like, you know, exactly how they were going to put this stuff together. And what we saw is, is that when once they started feeling themselves and they got that swagger, it wasn't like it, it's it's not like Huff never left. But it is almost like when Huff was a, like a rookie and he wasn't the, there. The formula they look, for the U they was, looked like the old U, which the to formula me, was to run the ball, run the dominate ball. on defense, and beat burn people with play action with one on one coverage Ground because you have guys out there like that Patrick are going to jump and catch the ball. Exactly. <laughs> Colburn was cooking people. Lord. He, he had a day. Uh, well, shout man, out to and, Pat and, Colburn. And the, and the thing about having Crosland back there, right? I talked to I talked to Mr. Incredible Nazir Smith because, you know, we're friends. I have a uh, I have experience <laughs> playing with him. And I was like, come on, yo, go tell Ryan to, to get he should have he should have got me on your guys team. But the difference that Carlos Crosland can do is he can extend that that pocket timing. And then what you saw in that first touchdown is is uh, Hat, who was Nigel uh, Hawthorne, Hat, the, the corner for the snow trap. <laughs> that boy. But, <laughs> but on the on the natural part of the play, the, the first three or four seconds of that play, he actually was covering the route that Pat ran. But when Carlos was able to extend the play, all Pat had to do was change directions, and he was completely lost and wide open. Man, Hat was so, lost. He was looking for a safety, man. Hat was lost out there, bro. <laughs> 
Hat was lost. But in the I'll tell you after the, the show the why play, he was lost. By I know way. why he was lost. But no, in no, the scheme that's... of the play, but listen, <laughs> in the scheme of the play, if he 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 guarded him on the initial route. It was when the quarterback, who Croslin is able to do this very well, extends the play and breaks that pocket, which is why having the quarterback with mobility in this league is valuable. Pat was able to get wide open because once we got four or five seconds into the route, no one's covering scat for four, five, six seconds. And Car- Carlos, Carlos threw that bullet. That was into the wind. So he obviously has the arm strength. And just getting the time in with his receivers, getting more used to how they do things, he looks like he's more than capable of, of, of running the U offense the way that it, it, it was kind of introduced into this league as one of the dominant offenses that you have, had to deal with Sunday in and Sunday out. Next up is a team that's been mad at us. Uh, you know, a little bit of the meme. Uh, a team that got a emphatic victory on Sunday. Uh, the mm-hmm. Vegas Force are our number four team after laying, lace, laying waste, there we go, to the pit bosses in our 7 o'clock game on Sunday, our final game of the week. <sighs> Coach Mack, I, I got to say it, they looked good. They had a Gary yeah, Weaver good. was an amazing yeah. asset to them. And, and they should be proud of a number four in the entire yeah. nation, but I know for a fact that they're going to be like, why not three? Why? I, I mean... I'll put it to you like this: like me, like Matt said earlier, we did not agree on this. Is a this is this is an amalgamation of all the lists that yeah. we actually made. So this is where you're so, you're going to die on this hill, right? Okay, oh yeah, listen, <laughs> I did not have the force at four. Y'all played the pit bosses. You did what you were supposed to do. That's the thing, right? We if it was the pit bosses of you know yesteryear or last season all right cool last two ball. months ago two months yeah, two ago two months ago okay cool you guys beat the, the 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 stud pit bosses i definitely didn't have the pit bosses at four i mean the, the forces at four they they did exactly what i expected them to do with the guys that they do have they did have a lot of pick pickups curtis jones looked like curtis jones he's still he's still that guy and i expect him to play at that level so again a lot of the stuff that i saw from them is what i expected against a team like the pit bosses who are the new insomniacs like we get in the switch right like yeah and they shut down k uno they they had an opportunity to mercy rule those guys and they said no nah, we'll keep playing like let's put that out there too so really it was probably 49 50 something to zero and they just let them play that fourth quarter so but i still didn't have them at four because of strength of who they beat they didn't beat anyone but continue well, they but were I in think, the top we five. Uh, or Who? The force. They were in the top six uh, a week ago. And I think the level of performance set against who lost, set against who won, and set against the oh, new baby. new people on the list. It's really right. hard to justify in week one putting a team that lost ahead of mm-hmm. any uh, against a lot of teams who won with limited exception. With very right. limited exception, and that was kind of the rubric of how I looked at it, and that's why I, I was one. Me and Corey kind of had the force in the upper echelon. You can make an argument that number five can be number four. Well, but let's let's stay with the force because yeah. what they did is they answered some of the questions that we had on what they looked like against Vegas competition. Now, I think Rob is on the right track with exactly what he's saying about the level of competition that they faced in Week One, which. You can't deny that what we saw is efficient and effective play from the quarterback position. 
we saw plenty of time for whoever was playing quarterback back there when they decided to run, even though they don't have RTC, they were able to get yards. And it looks like they added a lot of, of pieces on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I think when we go into a, a week to week top 10, I would say that the force, you know, exactly did what Rob said they did is, is they did what they were supposed to do. And the reason that they, that is still impressive to us is because they they're supposed to be, uh, you know, according to Derek Duncan, according to the, the the championship belt that they're still basically wearing from the division, they're supposed to be the class of the division. So they come out, they take care of business, they look impressive doing it. Now, let's see how they do against some of the other teams that are on their schedule. And like you mentioned earlier in, in this podcast, Matt, their week two matchup, sick with it. And we may talk about them later. We may not. They did lose. But Sickwood, it looked like they were also a pretty good team, too. And, and part of this top 10 is also the eye test. We're watching these teams play teams, and we can judge them based on what we know about football. We watch a lot of A7. So, but what I would say is even though Rob necessarily wouldn't say that they're all the way up at four, I think they did have an impressive win regardless of – I think they I did have an so. impressive win regardless of who they were playing. You, you want to know why? You want to know why I don't think they have an impressive win? It's going to be the same reason. You'll see why later when we get to the rest of the top ten. Why well, I, I would say, think, did, yeah. do you think that the animals looked impressive? That that's the same. It's the same caliber. It's the same thing, exactly. Right. But, uh, so, but I, we have, I have to disagree. I have to disagree because the animals are still the Huff Show, and we, when we get to the animals, we'll get to the animals. There's some quality players on that team, but the Tariq Flowers had an epic performance. Gary Weaver had a star-making performance. Rock Briscoe looked better than we saw him against the Snow Tribe, and. It could be a level of competition argument, and I, I, I will, yeah, I will, I will give you that. I will give yeah. you that the pit bosses are not the toughest challenge that the Force are going to face this season. But when you're stepping onto the field, playing together for the first time in nine months, and adding new pieces and adding new personalities, and the team honestly working as well as it did together. They needed those fourth quarter reps, to be completely honest with you, because next week they're walking into – this week, pardon me, they're walking into a meat grinder. And, and I'll ask you guys this. We expected a lot more from a team that gave us a lot less that is higher than them in BIC. Now, we also respect the opponent that BIC played, so I get that argument. But we weren't talking about – we weren't really talking about the Renegades as a team that was in the top ten. They were close. We, we know we Until did. they proved it we to did. us. No, no. I said it. I, you could check the last part. I said, listen, the reason why the Renegades don't crack the top ten for me back then was because we thought Corey was hurt. We didn't know if Khalil would have shown up. They He showed up. These guys showed up. So there's no more question. So they are facing a quality team to compare. Honestly, to even make the compare, are we, is that what you just did? Made the comparison from the Renegades to the Pit Bosses? Because that's No, insane. that's unfair. Yeah. And that's yeah, insane. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that's we, not an equitable comparison. And I, I okay. think that. No. And, 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 and we, we didn't kill BIC for not destroying destroying the renegades no, no, right not at all so so that's not what i'm saying but what i'm show. saying is is that that yeah what i'm saying is is that the force they did what they were supposed to do and if the renegade if, if bic did what they were supposed to do we wouldn't really have thought less of the renegades i think we think more of the renegades and and we still know that bic is bic um i also think that we're i also think that we're having fun with bic with what we did but at the end of the day with the force i will caution them because rob Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. 
every single team out there in Vegas, when they started feeling themselves real heavy and started getting real active on social media and started talking all of the trash that they felt like they deserved to talk based on the things that they've done. Let's go in order. The pit bosses after two weeks of the fall. Then it was the hunters. Then it was the kryptonite in the championship. Uh All of those teams were humbled very quickly after their rise to, yeah, look at us now. You better give us our flowers. It's week one. So all of these teams that we're praising, all of these teams that we're saying stuff that might be negative, it's week one. So the force, I think at number four, it's a nice spot. But if they if they come out in the next two weeks, they play sick with it. And if, if I'm not mistaken, after Easter, they play Insomniacs. So regardless of whether we just put them at one or four or 30, the next two weeks are going to tell us a lot more about the force than, than that pit bosses game at seven o'clock on Sunday. I agree with. And let's go to number five. And well, Corey, you said him, and uh, it, it is a team that wasn't on the list. What, Rob, you got something? No, no, I'm saying this was the team I put, I thought was number four, but you know, we have to work together here. This is a team effort, guys. Yeah. It's not one person running the show. We have to put these three, three, let's be honest, it's like five minds, right? We have to put it together and come up with a, a list that's fair to everyone, whether you like the spots or not. And yeah, so. your your guys too, and then all of my personalities, five minds. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of number five, it's five, the Las Vegas Insomniacs at the five spot. And Rob, you have a point. Like they could be number four. They had a great game against Sick with it. They had a great yeah. game against Sick with it. Honestly. But I have to respect the fact that the Force are are still as dominant while losing RTC. Well, let and, me say and, this. Let me say this. What do we say about the Insomniacs? They're a Las Vegas what, Rob? What did you say? When we when we mentioned the Insomniacs roster, what what they basically are, they're a Las Vegas what type of team? All stars team. And when you watch the NBA All Star game, what do you never see? <laughs> playing defense. Defense. So <laughs> when I watch that game, let me tell you, they are an All Star team. And you look at the names, and you're like, name, 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 name. These guys are going to put up points. And did they? Yes, they did. And it looked easy at times. And whether they were putting Scooter in a quarterback and he was balling out and he was doing all kinds of crazy, awesome TBS stuff. But he's also very talented and skilled. And I appreciate that we were able to see that in more of a almost full game scenario. But we also saw Trey come in and they're a quarterback. We saw Trey doing this thing on the three on one return. But I will say this. They ran a what type of defense? A zone, zone. right? Oh. Yeah. So to me, they are a Vegas all-star team. And why I think I put them at five on my ranking is because even though it was against a, a, a worse quality opponent in the pit bosses, the force, they played great offense. They played great defense. They played great special teams. And now, again, week one, we're just going off based on who they played. And sick with it could have one of the best offenses in the league, and we just don't know it yet. Shout-outs to Lavish T. That's my guy. He had a great it. game, by the way. I, I was He's watching some of the highlights. Player, yeah. And he – and that's why I call him that, like, if, you know, Demon Slayer, the Lord Tenyon, he, that's his thing. He says flashy, and he has the different color hair and all that kind of other kind of stuff. But that's just the, the anime character, and I love making anime references. But the fact is, is that Lavish T is a baller. And we learned that in the, in the championship game, and now he's with Sick with it making great catches. But what I didn't see from the Insomniacs, even though I think their offense is, is on that all-star level, I didn't see the commitment to 
dominating another team's offense with their defense yet. And I think as, as they gel and they, and everybody gets their roles on that team, maybe that is something that we see, but not, not that I disagree with you too much, Rob, because I think the strength of competition is important, but what I saw from the insomniacs, when we saw a team in sick with, which I think we even mentioned maybe close to our top 10, but since we never saw them yet, we couldn't really put them in. Um, I think we respect both those teams and the fact that they were so close and the fact that we didn't really diminish what the insomniacs were ranked as, because I think we respect them very highly. Um, it just goes to show you how we're, we're really paying attention to the Vegas division as much as possible and giving it as, as true of a read as we can. Derek, we, we, I'm going to be Mack, honest. We Coach have Bartley. to, we have to, and there's, there's a reason why I'm yeah, going but we to, we already knew it. we had to, no, but no, ahead. but hear me out. But there's a reason yeah. why I feel like, especially now that we have to, we have to keep a very close watch on Vegas because it's guaranteed that someone from the West Coast makes it to the chip. Someone there. Now, yeah. if, if well, we let's can't, say it's we can't, pick, it's not, it may not be Nevada. It's not okay. It, it may, may not, not be Nevada. Nevada. It may not be it's, Nevada. And it's likely you, not the volcano. If you're <laughs> asking, yeah, if you're asking me, I think the West Coast is Vegas owned. If you guys are on the West Coast, you're, you're here to change my mind and make it something else. But based off of how I feel, I think that's the case. Now, if we don't cover these guys properly, BIC or the U or the Watchmen, and we'll just call all the top three just to say, are going to go over there and not know who any of these guys are and could be surprised if we're not covering these guys properly. If they don't know Trey Robertson to do this, if they don't know um, Sick With It is actually Sick With It, if they don't know these things, bro, that's a problem. That's a yeah, problem for, and it's for, our yeah, job. for the East guys, right? It's for a problem East guys. for these guys. Yeah. And I want them to have a fair shake in understanding that there are some stud athletes over there. We're not putting them up there because we like Vegas. Vegas thinks we hate them. Vegas, I, I, everybody yeah. thinks we hate them. That's the crazy so what part. You're say, so what you're saying, Rob, what is I that saying, it, So what you're saying, Rob, is that to benefit Vegas, it would actually benefit Vegas if they got worse coverage. One thousand percent. Derek, you've been messing this up the whole time. I am not sure. <laughs> it would it Shout would benefit Vegas. It would Shout definitely benefit Vegas to have it. worse coverage. They're though. getting their coverage good. and they're doing great coverage. And everybody who knows they want more cocks in their life. So get it from KC. <laughs> what? Pause. Shout out to Casey Cox, A Dub, and uh, the Viking Scott McCorkle, who bring you the A Seven FL yeah. Nevada broadcast. Except when we do the seven o'clock game of the week out east, uh, they're on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network, and, and, and also out, on A Seven FL Atlanta. Ra- As I step over your sorry, sorry man. Shout out to those uh, Atlanta rappers that were chopped and screwed doing that call in <laughs> some of those games, just hijacking it from us. That and then there jam. was number six. Yeah, let's get to number six and. And this one not is much, yeah. not much to well, talk just, about, right? The the Nightcrawlers are number six because it's honestly a placeholder for them. Right. You, you we can't take them off the board because we know how yeah. good they are. But we right. can't move them up. We had to move them down because of the performance of the two Vegas teams Everybody and the Patterson right. U. Everybody yeah, else and because who, and because we respect Derek Duncan and we don't want him to have. A, Conniption, right? Yeah. Well, I just, I just don't want coaches texting me and fetching. Um, uh, they're going to. That's I know. I know. I know. I, someone, someone, someone is going to be. Pigeon is on his way. As they, soon they as didn't even hear it yet. They didn't even. No, they didn't even hear it yet. They oh, yeah. sent the pigeon. It takes a couple days to fly. I tried taking a nap today. <laughs> and Heckin'. my phone was just blowing up with people 
asking what's going on, why isn't this? People asking for their highlights to be shown. Like we get, like, guys, I'm very the tired. Film? I had to clean up so much jam on Sunday. And for those who who are new to following the league, this league is not. You know, even though the the teams are across the country, the player community is very close knit and right. very talkative. And when you're a basically a huge community, a huge fraternity of athletes, everybody talks to everybody. And that's when shit talk happens. That's when all these side you know these side conversations happen, and why people think I'm a robot. Uh, it just facilitates this cross-division rivalry. And Florida and Nevada have it. And I think that the Nightcrawlers being at six and that that spot not going to a Jersey team or going to an Ohio team or going to a Nevada team after one week when the Nightcrawlers haven't played yet, I think that might be motivation for the Nightcrawlers. That might be a nice ego boost for the Nightcrawlers, to be completely honest with you. But that might be the thing needed for some of these teams that are in the bottom four to really drive themselves into being a top five team. Like we may see some crazy stuff happen on Sunday. And speaking of crazy stuff happening on Sunday, let's go to our number seven team. Number seven. The s- these, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's Matt. the Silk city animals. Rob, go ahead. And, I know people like the animals, the animals, the animals. Well, listen, strength the schedule, right? We're looking at it. They didn't play anybody super duper impressive. Um, But when we saw who they had on the team and how they were kind of melding and what Huff was doing, there's no way they don't break the top 10. And no one with a loss is going to be over a team with a win with that kind of talent on it. Huff changes the animals. They only moved, what, two spots? Were they at number nine? Yeah, they were at or number ten. nine. They were at number they were nine. Not number nine. They move up two spots, and I think it's right. Huff really looks like he had a handle on that team. I think the Omegas was probably the best team for those guys to play to kind of get their feet wet. It's Actually, Huff even said that. He said, you know, we're going to destroy them. He actually did call it. He said, we're going to destroy the Omegas, and then um, it's a tune-up game, and then we'll go into week two, I don't think he expected to face who he's going to face, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but I, what I saw was a huff that was huff. I saw all the elements that made the you in the last few seasons special, now special on that Animals teams. And I saw the Animals franchise be so excited to be revitalized and have so much vigor. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more players, more more actual good players on the animals than people think. Huff brung guys with him. And I tried to warn people yes. that Huff making such a move is not, he's not going there by himself. I tried to warn people, but for whatever reason, people don't want to listen to me. I, uh, I spent, I, I, per, I spent so much personal time with uh, chill out Duke in yeah. the backfield. I actually said this after one of the knockdowns because I did throw it before he got to me on this one. I, <laughs> And I said, you're back here so much. We're going to be friends after this. And, and, and we, we actually in the in the in the, the the handshake line, like good game afterwards, after the three quarters. Um, <laughs> we actually we actually embraced as if we've we've been always cool. And this is the same man that in 2021 was like, where's LJ? As yeah. I was presenting his team with a chip. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> you no, know, right, uh, right. And they're good, the only teams, teams, but but let me just the say this. The mercy rule. They're the only team the mercy rule. The, the animals deserve to be here. They're the only team the mercy rule. And yes, tons of teams played you know, whoever. The, the guys are there. But go ahead. I, I stood in front of the the what they called the dream team in Vegas, the, the Battle at Bullhead dream team, right? Mm-hmm. The team that the animals put in front of me was either comparable or better than that. And wow. I, I saw it firsthand, period. Okay. Now I, I I literally had to take six Tylenol today. Oof. Um that that's how their defensive line played. And I will say that although my guys were getting busy, look at Rob's like, that's why I retired. <laughs> it wasn't just because I was at, a, I at some point every single time I get a chance that BIC was coming and I didn't want to have to deal with that. At it's some point Rob and I like, I almost deputized Rob and I. Worse. We keep st- we are we are off today. Uh, we are very tired. Uh, me mainly. Oh, uh, I'm on. <laughs> you're 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 energized as hell today, buddy. But at one point, Rob, I almost deputized Rob and I to go down there and help you. But then we decided against it. Uh, hell no. We, we're both well, retired. With nine, with nine guys, you know, we were getting a lot of uh, you know from the sideline. We were getting a lot of like uh, you know tips and 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 coaching and all this other stuff all we really needed was a couple extra bodies even just one body um if it was standing there um but we didn't get that so we had the nine i made the half tackle um shout out to the all pro jaffos posting just that highlight um, <laughs> but uh hey I- i'll say this though i'll say this for all the talk we were talking about, Corey, you got your shit cooked, boy. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> you got your shit cooked. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this: uh, there's people in this league that people respect highly that actually had the the, the 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 choice to make the same decision to do what I did, and I know for a hundred percent fact that almost nobody has the courage and the stones and the and the and the and the the loss of 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 uh, intelligence to make the same decision that I did, regardless of whether they would ever be put in that position or not. You think so? I don't think I know Rob for a hundred percent fact. And you know, too, there was at least one person that you respect that has played that position in this league that had the opportunity to do what I did and said, I'm good. Thanks. And did not. And we're not going to say his name. We're not going to get, I thought Huff did. I thought Huff did that leaving, a top, a top one or well, two Huff, team Huff is to go good. to the animals. I but thought, I, I thought, no, CP I'm not did that. You know, going to the Renegades. Who? Again, that's not what I'm renegades. saying. I'm okay, saying okay, okay. to suit up right. with the Boston Omegas specifically. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to CP3, and, and he went to a Renegades team that I think he elevated. And shout outs to Huff. He oh, obviously sure. elevated the animals. That's for not sure. what I'm saying. I'm saying if if somebody had the opportunity to suit up with the Omegas. They said I'm good and literally didn't. So, number eight. Uh, seven? Yeah, let's. Yeah, well, number seven is the animals. Let's go to number eight and make it a debut in the top ten. Is a team wow. that we've been told we're coming after the A7FL championship. A team that has their own banner on the sidelines, like a dude was running down the sidelines with a banner for this That's team. Crazy. During that's a pick crazy. six, like I seen it, that's you'll crazy. see it, must, it during the it highlights. Team that's been a, it must be a team that's been around for a while if they're got a banner already. It is at number eight, the Sin City Chaos. That's right, wow. Cincinnati what? 
getting in the top 10, and it is not the QC Crush or the Covington Heist. And Sin City is not Vegas, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that makes it even more confusing. Um, Sin with a C. <laughs> Sin as in Cincinnati, but I, I think they're for real, guys. I was watching the highlights, and I was watching coverage of the game, and defensively, they got a Olatangi Volcanoes team on their back foot from the word go. They were able to pull out three-on-one touchdowns. They were able to beat the team offensively, throwing the ball, running the ball, whether it was the quarterback running or the run game. I think we have found the Ohio representative in the Western Conference Finals. I don't mean uh, to be too I presumptive, agree. but I, I think it's good. early to say that. I think that they, they look legit. But I think the same thing can be said about their game. That could be said about the animals. That could be said about the force. Let's see who they're facing. Because the Olentangy Volcanoes, as awesome as their logo is, they are an expansion team. They're the only team, I believe, from Columbus, yeah. kind of, right? I mean, Olentangy is Columbus. Um, so we're going to see how that 50-6 to six game actually shakes out. Bro, as 50 we see. points? Listen, 50 But the Covington points. Heist... The Covington Heights did uh, did a lot of things. But, well, what did they yeah, score? You know, 50 I think they scored points? what thirty three against the the QC Crush, a team that they lost to twice last year. It was thirty three. So, it was thirty three to twelve. You'll see it on your screen. Right. I, I said thirty three to twelve. Right. Yeah. I had it exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fifty points is a lot. I saw yeah. it dropped on me firsthand. I. It's <laughs> a lot of points. But what I'm saying is, is that. It, when we start to see these teams play each other in Ohio, then we can get an idea. Because let's let's be honest, if, if yeah, if, it's week uh, one. If the I, QC no, crush, no, 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 hear me out. I don't yeah. even think we have to explain these things, right? It's, yes, we oh, don't. I think the we answer to, to this is it's week one. We only yes. got to see one team play another team. We and all we're doing is basing it off of that one team. And that's all I'm saying is that we're not saying that this is the presumptive favorite for Ohio because of the Covington heist, if the Covington heist go when they put up 90 on the volcanoes, then all of a sudden (laughs) the chaos don't look as great. So, so, I I mean, I'm not, I'm not wishing 90 on anybody because we saw what happened. uh, We saw live firsthand what 80 looked like. And that was going to be nine. All right. Will we ever, will we ever see a team? We've seen the 50 boys. We've seen the 60 boys. We've seen not. We've seen boys. in the eighty boys. Will we see a ninety boys in never. the A seven FL? We will never see never. a ninety listen, boys. Listen, A seven won't allow it. No. <laughs> the, the zone, the zone won't allow the it. Won't allow it. They will get on the phone just as fast as Stadium did. What up with it? Get what this is off. going to Click. get this off my shit now? <laughs> but again, with start, the chaos, start honestly, start interviewing Doctor Jen Welter. Get something actually interesting funny. on here. Let's go. But with the chaos again, honestly, the only thing that really impressed me is the amount they were able to score. It just means that it just means that whoever they played was that bad, or the chaos got it together enough to actually mount up an offense to put up those kind of numbers. Because even well, even against kids, you can't. You're not going to go here's crazy the, like that. What here's they the had, thing. what they had, was the defense that got pressure and forced turnovers. Right. Okay. And what we heard was is that their 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 core was going to be a group of those Ohio semi-pro guys that right. all were like right. part of a defense. And so that's what we saw. And they forced a lot of turnovers. They they got a couple. Of, I think they got two pick sixes. I watched the game. Um, and then when you look at what they did on offense, they have a mobile quarterback that was able to run all over the Volcanoes defense and get whatever he wanted with those easy plays. And as the Ohio division looks like they're still learning that two offensive line thing and spreading it out, 
if you have a running quarterback, at least to start, you can get those easy plays, especially when you're calling pass plays. They're only sending two rushers. Both of them are offensive line size. They're never going to catch number two. And I think his name was Thomas uh, Sr. But anyway, the, 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 what they did is they proved that they belong in the Ohio division, at least right now. And I think the seven ranking shows that eight, 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 we're eight, now eight, putting eight, a target eight, on eight, your back. Eight. eight, excuse me, eight. That eight ranking says now there's a target on your back, Chaos. If any team in Ohio that's playing you wants to be recognized, they're now the underdogs facing you. You have to handle the pressure, and we'll see how they deal with that. And if they can, maybe they are going to be the team that comes out of Ohio. But I okay. think, you know, like like we said in week one, we can't we can't deny that they played well. And, so and the way I think they, they scored, fit, they fit nicely right there. Yeah, and the way they scored too, because Corey, you made an excellent point. It's week one, and Rob, you said it's one team playing one team, but they scored on defense, they scored on right. offense, they scored on the three on ones. Like that's the thing. I don't think Vegas had a three on one touchdown yesterday, with the exception of Trey Robinson. I'm not sure Curtis. if any other. Th- oh, Curt. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Curtis, Curtis Jones. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that that ha- the, the way those were set up, like. That was important. Like, Savion Cunningham, I don't think, got a return touchdown yesterday, at least not to my knowledge, on Sunday. He so, scored. Um, I, I don't think it was on the three-on-one, though. But to have – the kryptonite, you got to remember that uh, K.J. Burrell is – We ain't talking about in the top ten. Get them boys out of here. We ain't talking about bums. <laughs> making friends on the three-on-one podcast. You know the vibe. And if you want to learn how to be better at making friends, use Skillshare. Click the link in the bio or – Watching us on DAZN, take a look at the screen right now on either side of me and uh, head on over to the link, get a free 30-day trial. That is from our friends at Skillshare. Skillshare, learn yourself something. And we are learning about a new team in the A7FL. We had a new team at number eight. And now for a team at number nine, our only team so far that has a loss on their record. There were 10 teams in the A7F, 10 games in the A7FL. This past Sunday on opening day. And two of the ten teams that won are not in our top ten. So we will go to a team that has a loss, that has an L, that has a broken, a, a crooked number in the loss column, and it's sick with it. Now, a lot of people think that they deserve to be in the top five. A lot of people think that the Insomniacs deserve to be in the top three. And they had a great game in week one. They came up short against an Insomniacs team that many think can make a championship run. We talked about how great that team is with Scooter Hamilton, Trey Robinson, and RTC, and a litany of other great players on offense and, and Tone, defense. And, and Tone, Tone Smith, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's a yeah. potential defensive player of the year candidate coming out of Vegas, but I don't know if you want to be defensive player of the year after this uh, this past week. Because uh, it seems like it's kind of like the Madden curse. But no. Point uh, at him. Point at him. And if you want to know what we're talking about, head over to Instagram right now. Search the A7FL. Cause shout, out, shout out to Rashad. I actually, after seeing that play, because I didn't see it live, and I had to see it uh, you know, uh, as the socials were replaying it, I said, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. (laughs) That was amazing, man. Imagine if I had that in my game. Oh, my goodness. None of these teams. Oh, yeah. Nobody would have cut you. If you had the swizzle stick? Because that's what it was. He shook him in sterile. I feel like it's a pause. (laughs) No, no. If he had had some of that sauce, he'd have definitely been somewhere. Oh, your nickname could have been Sauce. Corey Sauce Hammond. 
That would have been fine. never have been sauced. <laughs> I don't think it would ever. We talked about to, the only but thing. But back to the sick with it. Back to the sick with it. Corey's about to derail us. Back to the sick with it. I, I liked what I saw. Uh, JG Geary, a quarterback, is really solid. We saw him at the battle at Bullhead. If you joined us for that earlier this year, they have a lot of solid weapons. Lavish T as a part of that team is devastating as a receiver, Definitely. as a returner. Uh, like the the best returners so far in this league are coming out of the Northeast and coming out of Vegas because yes, three of the I would say the top six receivers out there in Vegas fall, um, uh, Webster Spencer ah uh, yeah Nathaniel, Darren Palmer mm-hmm. and Lavish T I I think that they're all on sick with it and you know I, what we saw is that we saw a team that we knew nothing about prove against the team that we knew a lot about just individual guys. I don't know if we knew that much about the Insomniacs as a whole squad and how they fit together chemistry wise, but we knew we respected all the players that were on there. When we were talking about the players, we, we didn't even mention Munch, the wide receiver. Yep. So for, for sick with it to be in a game that was that competitive, that was that was, was, was nonstop, you know, pretty much offensive action. You know, every time one of the teams had a, 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 a thing to say, score wise the other team would answer so i think that they fit nicely in here at nine and like like we said earlier and i think we're going to keep saying it this sunday (laughs) well this sunday the force versus stick with it that that game is going to decide maybe who's the second best team in this in this fall maybe even the best because are new let's just be real that's why they're here i'm gonna be very honest with you i had sick with it at 10 um, they're here at nine because of week the week two matchup, because it's gonna look good to say the number nine team versus the number four. It's just gonna. Oh, look I actually good. thought they were good, Rob, but I guess I, if I'm not look, saying I, that I, they're look, bad. Look aesthetically, not I'm, pleasing. No, I'm not, I guess I'm not saying that they're bad. They gave the Insomniacs a run for their money, which is why yeah. the Insomniacs are under the force. Which again, I don't agree with. I think out of that three headed, three headed fight, I think the Insomniacs are the best. But with them having to prove this force versus sick with it on Sunday. We don't have to wait that long for an nope. answer, fellas. No, nope, really not don't. at all. So and I'm very okay with these guys sitting at nine because Sunday will know everything we need to know. After Sunday, well, we'll know everything. I'll give you two scenarios. What if the force treat sick with it like they did the pit bosses in week two? Will we have to put them then, like three? Then twos? I think they're the number two team in the league. Ooh. Okay. Because because if you if you then one of those one of the, one on, or, on, one or on, two no I got he got to so that makes sense let me cook let me cook because whoever wins the the one o'clock the four o'clock New Jersey game between yep. the Watchmen and the BIC that's the number one team one. in the league straight yeah, up one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. number two spot will be wide open because the Watchmen or the BIC will probably fall to three or four okay force and sick with it or force and insomniacs is a crazy game that's going to happen later this season. I think that's one of the deciding factors. Force and sick with it. Force win, that proves that they can beat a stacked Vegas team, which is something we haven't had a chance to see yet. Yeah, and my scenario was they blew them out. So, hey, two. How about this? What if sick with it blows out them forces? Then what do we do with the force? Then the force are out of the top ten. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. 
that's what I'm saying. So this game, that's what I was saying about this game. So this game says a lot about who the force actually this, are. This game, this week is insane. Yeah. Like you have the you who who allegedly say, some people think they're gonna get whooped by the buzz. Listen, hold on. I want to be very clear. There's Who's nobody on this podcast. I didn't, said I didn't, I be, no, I, I just want to be clear. I'm not gonna yeah. say who said it. I'm not gonna say who said it. But I know how I know how these guys love to get upset at us, mad and hate. All I want to say is we don't think that. No. But when we talk amongst a larger group of people, there are thoughts, and the consensus is the DC buzz is going to whoop the U's ass. That's what the consensus was. Matt, were you shocked? Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I was fairly astonished after <laughs> uh, the DC, the Baltimore Watchmen. Uh, drove a ghost and a warthog all up in the tuchus of the DC buzz. They, it was captured a flag in real life, and Bro. it was blood. They turned Baltimore. They turned DC into blood gulch real fast, and, and won that game. Can I ask a serious question? Yeah. What is a buzz? Is it a B? What is that? Well, no, it's named after the music scene, like it, it, the buzz, gotcha. the okay. nightlife. Okay. That's why the the bird has headphones. There's some buzz. There's some buzz yeah. down in DC. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I always look at the thing, and it's like a bird. It's got the headphones. It, it, yeah, it DJ like Bird. Word. All right. <laughs> I play for the Omegas, and uh, it's like a purple moon night. So I'm down. Let's go. So let's t- let's take a look at our final team, the only <sighs> other team in this top ten with a loss. Who I think should be at number nine, but okay. Go, go, ahead. Was, no, it, go ahead, Matt. It was the East, it's the East Orange Renegades. Uh, the reason why they are at 10 is because of this Sunday. Yeah. And, I mean, and they're playing this they're they're playing the animals and yeah. they also got a loss. Like it was more Im- what sick what it did against the Insomniacs was more impressive. Because we had no idea what the sick with it were going to do, we didn't know many. We didn't know what that collection of players was going to do. Our ceiling for the Renegades in Week One was higher than I think any unranked team in the league. I could agree with that. And they performed exceptionally well, but they Very did true. the things that limit the Renegades from being an upper tier team in this league. The running game really couldn't get going. There were fits and starts. The offensive line is still a big problem. Wind aside, DeAndre Haynes continues to not be used as effectively as I think a player of his size and athletic ability on offense could be. That defense kept them out of a lot of trouble, in my opinion. Because there were a lot of three and outs for the Renegades. A lot of three and outs. And it took them nine minutes or three quarters of a quarter to score their first touchdown. And, Those to me are I, warning I think, signs. I think that that first drive might have been even intentional a little bit because if you think about it, one of the Why things not? that made one of the things that made their game plan a little bit effective against BIC, you know, other than allowing you know Ashanti Worthy to score twelve points so easily. But they took. Um, but taking that time off in the beginning. When you know it's going to be a dogfight, and you know you don't have an answer to Ashante Worthy on the three-on-ones, well, you what don't. It did and, was it kept it close? It kept, but if you did, but you could have also peeled some of that time back and given CP three more drives. 
Like the opportunity, they limited I their mean, opportunities that, to that, score. It's a double-edged sword to me. Three more times, you give BIC more drives though. But uh, if, when I you're think one of the things that was working for him was the 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 BIC offense was like out of rhythm. So yeah. so on the it was the, the it was too many new of drives. Well, the limited amount of drives, they weren't able install. to work into that yeah. rhythm. and no. they couldn't get But can't you say the same thing the, for the, the Renegades? Plays. Because there was a lot of missed time plays in the early I mean, going they, of that game. They played, I don't think, they played as close I don't to a perfect half except for those I don't goals. think the Renegades' mistakes were more on them being out of sync rather than CP3 to throw, having to throw against the wind and – BIC was you gotta listen. That's that's what that's the thing with BIC strength is still of, BIC. No, that exactly. That's my thing. BIC is still BIC. You're telling me that that offensive line from the Renegades wasn't impressive when they had to block Ole, Ferrari, yeah. Psycho, um, Quincy Davis, who's a six-five behemoth, bro. They had how quick tall... off the but how quick off the ball were they? They Very. were still. Uh, they. I didn't think. I think the offensive line did they a good job. Scored, like scored in a in a game. They scored twenty points on BIC, and we we were saying that BIC's defense might be better than they did last year. Who scored twenty points on BIC last? No one. Last year? I did. I already, check, I already well, the, the, no, you, I already you did. I fact check. Rare breed scored thirty eight. The U yep. scored nineteen. No, no one, one else time. but Rare Breed and, and the, the U. U. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. No one and, scored and, over 20 points. And, and if you're telling me that the Renegades offense is in the same conversation as an OG Buck led uh, rare breed team last year and an Aquatrell Huffin U team that also didn't score one time 20 points. Right. What you have to say is, is that regardless of how bad they looked at times, the Renegades did a pretty good job against the defense that I think all of the league, including this podcast, even though we dropped them, respect very very highly yeah, so let, i think matt's that. right i think they could have done things a lot better at times but, but, if but, I'll play, but th- listen listen that's every single team on the exactly. top 10 list so i don't i don't even want to harp and say oh the renegades could have did better yeah but they were playing bic yeah, yeah and, 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 but and, that's and, the and, thing listen, is like they even didn't score a point in the first quarter because they didn't put the right guy in it so the watchman could have did better exactly. so, yeah so like, everybody could have done and i don't want it to come across as an indictment I don't want it to come across as an indictment that they didn't. They lost to a on paper better team, but had the one of the performances of the week. Right. I still see things that don't give me full faith yet. If the the one thing that I totally one hundred percent disagree with, and I'll let whoever wants to go is, is that when you talk about that, you know, the the amount of time in their drives, and 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 was that an issue, and is that a is that a warning side? When we look at the final score that the BIC team put up after twelve of those points were from B, from you know basically Yo, just you took it right out of my, he took the he took it right out of my mouth, bro. BIC's offense did not score more than CP3 and the Renegades' offense without and, and, those and two returns from plan, a, listen guys yes. without those two returns from Ashante Worthy, BIC loses the game. Yeah, well, we're, not, if we're they, having a if different the, conversation. But we, but that's not how we play the game, score, though. They still I, have I, to, I understand that's not how we play the, the ball game. They still have the ball and they drive, but, so maybe they score those drives. What, but, but guess what? Their offense, BIC's offense, wasn't clicking because of the wind. I'm not blaming Sterry. Sterry's a stud. We know who Sterry is. The wind messed them up. They didn't get a chance to get started, and they were plugging in a lot of new offensive line players and pieces. KWAC played one down. 
one freaking down against one of the best defensive linemen in, defensive lines in the league. That's the thing. I think it's time to kind of stop taking away credit from the renegades because if you guys remember Corey, especially you you remember when bic and the chiefs and those guys weren't good enough to sit in in the same breath as the bombers or swg until one day those same guys me mason ant live kenny those same guys are the same guys that ended up kicking ass later because we got better so we have to give the renegades defensive line that credit that they're getting better then give the renegades front office credit for actually being able to put together an offense that looks like a threat those guys and look like game, I, yeah. I want to talk about that defense though cuz Trey Baskerville holy smokes oh what goodness. a game he had wow. and and honestly i i could i would not feel uncomfortable putting them higher than that but the problem is Agreed. they lost right and it's hard to justify a team that won 52 to 6 not resting higher in a top yeah, 10 yeah, 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 yeah. than a team yeah. that lost by no matter how many points they still lost right. And or a team in sick with it that was basically points away from our number five team beating them. Yeah. Right. Like th- there's there's so many things that but I will say this for the Renegades. Guess what? 10 a.m. Even though you hate the time of the game, <laughs> 10 a.m. You face the number huge seven. game. It's it's you face the number seven team on this list. And if you beat them, wh- why not just flop the teams? That that Bro, to it's me, a huge, it's a huge game. that to me is a knockout game. It is straight up. It is. It's a, it's of, not only a top, top ten, 10 and I, not only yeah, not only the top ten, but a chance at the playoffs. Like if the Renegades beat the Animals, mm-hmm. they're making the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I and, agree. And I want to say, if if anybody on the Animals is frustrated with how I look at the game, you are more within your right to. I am not a player. I am a fat man who yells into a headset. <laughs> Sometimes I get You're paid for it. Also wearing. For those listening to the podcast and not watching it on uh, A7FL.TV or YouTube. Or DAZN. So for those – or DAZN, that's right. So for those listening wherever podcasts are sold, <laughs> Matt is not only what he says, but he's also wearing a shirt with his face on it. That, that is true. So, I'm Corey Hammonding this week. players, let's go. <laughs> but but the, the I'm, wearing have a, a I'm wearing a face with a skull. That's my face too because I just died. The Renegades have a a tall order in yeah. front of them. So Sunday is one of the greatest A7 football and, Sundays I've ever seen. And let's take a look at that schedule for this Sunday. The top three games are what you're going to see on the games of the week here on DAZN and A7FL.TV. Uh, if you're watching on A7FL.TV, you will get access to every single game across the league and different feeds. Um, but we start things off in the East at 10 a.m., uh, we will not be on the call for that game, but you may hear us throughout that in the highlight portion, as it will be the Animals taking on the Renegades, the number seven ranked Animals taking on the 10 ranked Renegades. That one, guys, going to be an interesting matchup, a rare CP3 versus Huff matchup. My goodness. My um, goodness. Since we're not going to be able to give a prediction to that game live this Sunday, what are your predictions nice. for that game Rob, do you pick the animals? Do you pick the renegades? Who is it that's coming out with the dub this Sunday? Damn, damn, bro. This is why this is this is kind of the double-edged sword of it. I love that I get to even know that these guys are playing because it's CP3 versus Huff. It's the animals versus 
the Renegades. Ah, I have to give it, Lord, everybody's going to hate me no matter what I say. (laughs) I'm giving the win to the Renegades. And the reason why I'm going to give the win to the Renegades is because the Renegades have a little bit more than just a good quarterback. They have a good quarterback that can match the excitement of Huff, but now they also have two stud flex receiver running back guys in Khalil Green and Mike Liberty that can do any and everything. On top of that, a six foot six behemoth who plays both sides of the ball and kickoff and will put his body on the line to get the, or get a win. I have to edge it to the Renegades. I say the Renegades beat them by at least a score and it's it's no shade to the animals but they need I, I just need to see who else is coming out it's going to be a very good game a very close game i'll give it to the renegades by seven i think it's 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 a tough game to read because as, as much as we feel good about what the the renegades did i remember when i was on the renegades and we played bic and we lost what we thought was a close game and then we thought we were great right you remember that rob you, I was actually a guest. I was actually a guest uh, that week, I think, on uh, the table. (laughs) And what I was preaching is because I was I was in my quarterback persona then, even though I was making fun of you guys for all being on the U and saying we all the time. Um, um, That that BIC almost win led into a game against the Bulldogs in which everybody thought that that we were going to take the momentum as the renegades and then ride that momentum and beat the Bulldogs team. It was a tough team, but it was a Baltimore team that we should have beat. We lost that game. And what I told you, Rob, is, is we're, you know, we're taking it one week at a time, even though it feels good to be mentioned that it was a loss that we got to fix things, but that isn't really what we did. Guys wanted to, to try new guys out in the first quarter. Cause we were so confident after a loss. So it's going to be interesting to see how the renegades learned from that. And I think they have, and I think they have the right quarterback under center in their huddle leading them because Corey price is the type of guy that's going to lead with his heart. And that warrior winner mentality is really tough to beat. But I will say this as little as we saw from the animals, I did see a lot. And I think the defensive line is legit. I think their corners are actually pretty, pretty damn good cover corners, um, to be fair. And I think what they added on offense, I don't know who that number zero kid is because, you know, when you're playing a team, you don't get the <laughs> roster to get the names. But whoever, whoever uh, Aldi's Shane Turner is, right? Am, am, I, am I not wrong? You guys were yeah. watching the Vegas game, that, I guess. No, no, and, we were watching. No, no, number zero was good. Yeah, that guy's scooting around like he's on roller skates, and he's not. Um, so uh, I think that that game actually ends up being like a really close game that comes down to the last possession. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely, I'm gonna completely punt on choosing it because I, I have respect for both of those quarterbacks. And I think whoever has the ball last <laughs> is gonna convert it. Rob, I won't Boy. leave you alone. Rob, I won't leave you alone. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Renegades as well. I think the animals are very. Very good. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take the animals. I'll take the animals because I actually feel like I think the animals uh, could win, are likely to win. But if CP3 has the ball in his hand with one minute or or maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less left, if he has a chance, I think he's going to be able to to take it in against that defense. Well, I know of a new player who's joining one of those teams, a a a legend in this league, someone who has done some clerking. Uh, let's just say, 
Oh shit. You're allowed to say shit on the podcast. Oh, I, forgot. I forgot where I was. I forgot where I was. Wait. What? I started I started by saying, fuck them. Just give them the top 10. Oh, so I think shit. We're good. Hold on. Joining which one of those teams? Uh, you won't say. Don't say, Matt. Never mind. Don't say. Don't say. Don't say. Don't say. I'm just going to guess it's the animals. And that's. Nope. I don't think it's the animals. Holy shit. I'm not even going to inbox him and ask. I just want to watch. I just want to see. Don't give it away. I don't. I want to be surprised. Holy who did we shit. say was who, would, yep, who did we nope. say was the outside teams looking in? Oh, the OLIs are the Kryptonite and the Covington Heist, both teams with wins. So let's just say. Wait, this, wait, wait! And the one just, team with the loss, and I know go everyone's going to hate hate this pick. I think the Snow Tribe is still on the outside looking in with one loss. Interesting. Why? Well, because the- Takara Richardson made you say that. No, Takara Richardson doesn't like me. She'll be all right. Anyway, um, the reason. <laughs> Looking back at the schedule, uh, the Snow Tribe will have a chance to bounce themselves back into the top ten when My they play dust. the Omegas in the seven o'clock game. Corey will be behind center in that game, uh, unless we... for the Omegas, by the yes, way. Yes, for the Omegas. Haven't watched the past three podcasts. Who was confused? Um, <laughs> but with the with because we'll be brief with these three teams yeah. with. The Snow Tribe, Jonathan Keels, as as much as I call that young man trash, kind of proved me wrong this Sunday. He was dealing with the same wins that all these quarterbacks were dealing with, but his run game specifically was pretty impressive. Yeah. Seven carries for 70-plus yards, was averaging 10 yards a carry, um, and was giving that team energy. My problem with that Snow Tribe team, and we'll leave it here, is I watched those guys, a few of those guys, I watched them quit after Dion scored on that return. And if, had they not quit, the game was still 12-0 until they quit. And I think if they trust Jonathan Kills a little bit more and act act like they're here to win with a defense led by Isaac, who guys have been trashing him because of, you know, again, play of the week. I, we probably didn't even mention it. We probably mentioned his name. What Rashad Knight did was disgusting. It was it was probably it's going to be in the fight every week for best play of the year. Yeah, it's that's play. What, of, it's currently play that Nashante starting the season with a touchdown. Yeah, and even then, and that's what I'm saying. That's what makes that play so much more special. Ashanti started off the season with a touchdown. Yeah, and we've been do we've been and this was an extra point. It was yeah. an extra point. It was a one was pointer. Extra, that's what makes it so amazing. We've been able to do nothing but talk about Rashad Knight's amazing play on as of now point. and the numbers will grow by the time this airs or by the for time sure, you sure. watch or listen to this but on instagram it is over eighty thousand views right now i'm not even surprised and yeah. again shouts to those kids that he coaches i know they loved it but um a, a guy like isaac negron who, who who i guess we're looking over because of one Bad tackle attempt. He's still the defensive. No, player I, of the I'm not. No, he you know, had a solid game. No, I know. Yeah. He had a solid game. Like the Snow Tribe, my issue came down with how they started the game offensively. They relied you a lot hear, on that you formation. Hear the answer? Yeah. You want to hear the answer to that? Because I, I definitely tried to grill a few people about why that happened. They planned that. That's what they wanted. So they scripted to do. it. They scripted that. That was 100% what they wanted to do. It wasn't because of the coaching staff. That's what they wanted to do. So they Coach wanted to B, 
that their coaching staff right. wanted to start off the game like that. And guys, we have to be honest, it was working. They drove down the field on the number three team in the league, which is why, again, football is played in four quarters. But that first half, the Snow Tribe did look like who we thought they were. They did, Once, but that, but but not know. being able to score on those drives, not being able to take on the challenge in the second half and driving a little. Half. But but that the, first the half too, up. you you had it. It was twelve zip, you know, fair play. But when you're not able to convert against a U team that defensively lost one of their best players is rebuilding. One of their best defensive weapons, Snag Sosa is inherently a running back. So yeah. you're not going to see him play all come off the line. The way we saw him play for the rare breed and the pardon me for the Gators a year ago. Like you're not going to see that. And that well, I'll ask you, th- well, I'll ask you this. Where did the snow tribe offensively specifically struggle? It was third down conversions, and under two minutes, they they really didn't look like they could do things. And, and because whose who's job on whose job I, on the roster? Well, players, quit. but whose job on the roster is to convert third downs and orchestrate two minute drives? You can't do the job if you don't have the players. And when your players give up before you do, Corey Hammond, we were there. When the BIC players quit on me, you, Courage, and Scat. Yeah, man. I, we, hey. We, they quit, and we couldn't put up a single point. Was that the definition of who we were? This is Big Rob, the quote-unquote great, right? I didn't score. Did we scored six points that game. So it's it's not it's not saying. It's saying if your team doesn't want to follow or doesn't want to get behind you, it's going to look like that every game. But what I'm saying to the Snow Tribe is stop quitting on people that aren't quitting on you. That's all I'm really saying. And if, you know, an emphatic win this week can get them still back in the same spot they're in here, and then if they continue to win, they might crack the top 10 again. But that that's all. Outside looking in, that's it for the Snow Tribe. That's all I'm really saying for them. And the Covington, Heist, Covington Heist got a win over a QC Crush team that I think is still finding their way, uh, didn't get the... Now, like, QC Crush beat them twice last year. So yeah. this was a revenge game. 33 to 12 is a pretty, pretty handed day. And we got to give shout outs to Seth Chambers, who does a, a, pretty much everything for that team. And everybody <laughs> in that division always mentions Seth Chambers whenever they're talking about football. So shout outs to the Covington Heist. And, you know, for all the stuff we talked about that, you know, they were the talk of the Ohio division. They were the team that we kind of mentioned all the time. And then I always try to put it in perspective that, you know, the games that they lost and this or that, but we did see them in person. We saw that they bring a, a, a tough level of football, hard nosed level of football. And I think uh, they came into the 2023 season, fixing some of the things that they got wrong last year. And they looked pretty good in week one. And, and they- then it comes down to the team that the, the, that's the closest to the top 10, I think. And we'll see how they progress as the season goes on. Because I talked to Darnell Richardson, Lex Luthor. And, Rob, you'd be interesting to know. Great performance, but the film is is is, is completely lost to the existence it, of the A7. It's not. We have it. We have it. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just making a parallel to a, a game of, of mine in the, uh, in the Pennsylvania <laughs> lore. Um, but according, according to, the, to the sources that I speak to, because I haven't seen the film, Darnell Richardson, six total touchdowns. 450 plus total yards. Who Lex Luthor play? is an E. They played OTT. Uh, okay. I don't so, so yeah, uh, we'll see. But 
Lex Luthor, as promised, evil supervillain, plans on taking the world. This might be the start of his MVP tour. I'll just say that. Well, we'll see that MVP tour, whether or not it comes to fruition or not, in the Kryptonite's first ever game of the week on the A7FL.TV broadcast. We'll be watching the Kryptonite take on the Hunters. That will be our 7 o'clock game here on DAZN and A7FL.TV. Our action and our day begins at 1 p.m. Eastern as the U will take on the DC Buzz, and at 4 p.m. the Watchmen will be taking on the BIC. Throughout the day, we will be looking live across the A7FL and getting you caught up on all things going across the league. We have a great slate of games for you this Sunday, and we got that started at action starting at 10 a.m. The games of the week starting at 1 p.m. We'll be with you through our 1 o'clock game, 4 o'clock game, and 7 o'clock game. If you're looking for more action, you can look across A7FL.TV and find your division and find your favorite players. If you don't want to listen to us, you don't have to. There's so many great options this Sunday, so many great games around the horn. And there are tw <laughs> there are 11 games, guys. One, two, three. Now, 10 games across the league this week, and uh, I'm excited to see what exactly will go down when these teams start facing each other. I do believe we get Florida in the mix this week. There's a lot of great stuff going on, and the only way you can catch all the action without being at the stadium live, and you can find out how you can do that at a7fl.com, that's a7fl.com, is joining us live this Sunday on a7fl.tv. And guys, let's uh, we'll head on out of here. We've got the, the Boston hat right there. We've got guys, <laughs> Rob dejected and frustrated with Corey continuing to be a living, breathing troll. But I want to thank my friends, Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond, for being my co-hosts and riding along with me. We host this thing together. We produce this thing together. So it's awesome to spend about 90 minutes or so with you guys every single week. And we'll be back with you on Sunday for Big Rob Fabian, for Corey Hammond. I'm Matt Ryan. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Get yourself a Thick Boy Season t-shirt. Get yourself a Hus Hus t-shirt. Get yourself an I'll Try t-shirt. Or get all three of our faces on your chest. Wear them with pride. You get a bunch of different colors. You can wear blue, green, pink, whatever color you want at tinyurl.com. Slash A7FL merch. But for Big Rob Fabian, for Corey Hammond, I'm Matt Ryan saying, as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts, and also we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon, a Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. And also you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like.